0: On the first day of Christmas, do love show to thee, Stu Hart's kid with a bad knee. On the second day of Christmas, do love show to me, two purple Hugs and Stu Hart's kid with, with a, a bad knee. knee. On that third day of Christmas, do love show to thee, three-man Man band. Two yurple hugs and, and Stu Hearts, hearts kin with a, a bad knee. knee. Now, on that fourth day of Christmas, brother, dude love show to thee. Four, four horsemen, men, three man, man band, two yurple hugs and Stu Hart's heart kin with a bad knee. On that fifth day of Christmas, dude love show to thee. Five wrestling rings! A four, four horseman, horse man, three man-band, man, two yurple hugs, hard And Hearts hard. kid with a bad knee. On the sixth day of Christmas, dude love show to me, six, 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 six one, nine, five one nines, nines, five wrestling, wrestling rings! rings. A four, four horsemen, men, three man band, band two Yurple Hugs, and Stuart's kid with a bad knee. Now on that seventh day of Christmas, brother, do you love show to thee? A seven body slamming, six six one nines, five wrestling rings. A four of horsemen, men, men. not including Roma's, Roma, Paul Roma, was No! There's no way! There's no way Paul Roma was a woman. On that eighth day of Christmas, brother, dude love show to thee. Eight-80s gimmicks, 7 body slamming six six 5 wrestling rings. Ow. A four horsemen. You, you're not kidding. Paul Paul Roma was a member of the Four No Four Horsemen. Oley and orn and Tully and Flair. I'll, I'll include Windham or Luger, but no, no, not Rome. I can't go there. And nine roots a-selling, Eight eighties, gimmick, seven body slamming, Six six one, nine, five wrestling rings. Ow! Four horsemen, three man band, two bull hugs, and two, two hearts, kid. Inside of surgery. Now on that tenth day of Christmas, do love show to thee a ten, ten lads a leaping, nine roots a selling, selling eight eighties, eighties gimmicks, seven, seven body, slamming, body slamming, six six, six one, one nines, nines, five wrestling, wrestling rings. Ow, a four, four horsemen. horsemen, I'm not counting Roma, two, two. Yurple hugs, and two hearts kid with a brand new knee. On that eleventh day of Christmas Dude love show to thee Eleven Roddies piping Ten lads a-leaping Nine Roots a-selling Eight Eighties gimmick, Seven bodies slamming six six one nine five One Nines Five wrestling rings Ow! A four, four horseman horse Not including Roma Two to your heart. Hugs And As two hearts kid with a brand new me, twelfth day of Christmas, dude love show to thee. A twelve stunners stunning, eleven bodies piping, ten lads are leaping, nine broods are selling, eight eighties gimmicks, seven bodies slamming, six six one nines, five wrestling rings, ow, a four horsemen. Not including Roma to your hogs and two hearts, kid, with
1: that brand new knee. Ow! Have mercy. I like to think we've covered the good and the bad of WWE, Cw, while yeah. talking on this show. I think so too. Yeah, you know what we haven't covered the fugly. <laughs> the, the, They're really the... fugly. Yeah, the show that effectively ruined WWE CW. Um, I mean, here let, let's put ourselves in the mindset. December 2006, uh, ECW's not fully ruined yet. They still have probably I don't know, 12 to 15 recognizable ECW names. They're starting to bring in some younger talent like, you know, your Joey Mercury's, your Johnny Nitro's. Uh, CM Punk, even bringing in some older veterans who have kind of an extreme look or extreme background, like your Test, your Hardcore Holly, that kind of thing. I mean, there's hope for the future. Right. Um, uh, Going into this pay-per-view, which would technically be their first pay-per-view as an ECW brand, um, two matches were announced. Uh, for this giant pay-per-view, the 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 first match was of course the heavyweight title match for the ECW title. It was in an extreme elimination chamber. So there's weapons in the chamber, and you know th- this is big because typically the elimination chamber is only for big matches. So it was going to be Bobby Lashley, uh, champion Big Show, test Rob Van Dam. Sabu and CM Punk uh, The other match That was announced Was Eminem Mercury and Morrison Facing off with the returning Hardy Boys Neither of these guys were solidified As ECW yet But it was you know kind of a cool little dream match Yeah Two teams, good double team moves Kind of defined their eras Interesting to see them go on um, the rest of the matches, which people found out the day of, were Stephen Richards and Rene Dupree, Pauls Mahoney and Matt Stryker, <clears throat> Elijah Burke and Sylvester Turkai against Little Guido and Tony Mameluke of the FBI, Kavari and Tommy Dreamer, and then Ariel and Kevin Thorne against Kelly Kelly and Mike Knox. Iron burner of a show. Especially at a time when, uh, you know, big feud going on with the originals versus Paul Heyman, who turned on them. I think there'd be a little bit more to this, but... Nothing really there. I mean, if you go through the cards, Stevie Richards beat Rene Dupree. Uh, the Hardys beat Eminem. Balls Mahoney beat Matt Striker in a Stryker's Rules match. Fucking Balls Mahoney. Elijah Burke and Sylvester Trkai defeated FBI. Uh, Davari, because the Great Kali defeated Tommy Dreamer. Because that's what you want to do. You want to, you, you want the heart and soul of the, the the company to lose to, to Davari,
2: the manager of the Great yep. Kali.
1: Um, it, it honestly has always surprised me that Dreamer didn't quit before he did Ariel and Kevin Thorne who of course were the vampires They defeated Kelly Kelly and her boyfriend Mike Knox um, during the show you know Sabu got taken out of the match and Harper Holly was replacement which again you know that's just what you want an ECW pay-per-view is for Sabu not to be there they figure no Sandman no Sabu.
2: You know, Sam Henn is the promotional poster.
1: Yep, yep. <clears throat> um, let us just let's just go down this. So, Hardcore Holly started with Rob Van Dam. CM Punk entered third. Um, he was eventually eliminated by Rob Van Dam.
2: I, I remember the the story about that was Paul Heyman wanted Punk to win this match. Yep. But he got uh, axed, and then he ended up getting eliminated first.
1: Yep, then Test eliminated Rob Van Dam and Hardcore Holly, and then Bobby Lashley eliminated, eliminated Test and Big Show. uh Paul Heyman was against Bobby Lashley winning this, like you said, wanted CM Punk to win it, or he wanted an ECW original to win it. At one point, there was talks of having Dreamer in it to win it, having Sabu win it. Uh, this was sh- either shortly after or shortly before Kurt Angle left ECW. And I know at one point there was talks of having him win the title. He had Bobby Lashley do it. I know Vince has thought they wanted someone to be the face of the company. But this just was not it. Um, this was the lowest buy rate for a WWE pay-per-view. And even worse, because of the... Backstage bickering about CM Punk and Bobby Lashley, this was the last time that Paul Heyman worked a WWE show in general until he came back with CM Punk. This was the event that almost got Paul Heyman out of wrestling. And then, as everyone knows from here on out, after Lashley wins the title... That's when he would eventually drop it to Vince, re-win it, drop it when he got drafted to Raw, CM Punk, came, or Chris Benoit came to ECW, Chris Benoit did not make it to the title match, Johnny Nitro won the title, and it kind of just became a development little territory from there. Yeah,
2: uh... I Also, I also didn't hope that this pay-per-view took place like a week or two after Survivor Series. He said it did the lowest buy rate in WWE history. It did 90,000. It's uh, Only 55,000 in the United States. And it's a, they had less than 5,000 people. in the And for this, I
1: um... think when you look at a show like this, I mean clearly only having two matches announced hurt it.
2: Well, even the matches... Measures... <laughs> That like ended up being on the show. Like, oh my God. Davari yeah. versus Tommy Dreamer. No offense to Tommy Dreamer, but fuck, why, you, why is he fighting Davari? You know?
1: Yeah, and I mean, even if there was build up on the ECW shows, that is not a pay per view quality match. Ultima. Kevin hold- Thorne
2: versus Kelly Kelly and Mike Knox. And
1: None of these matches, except the two that were announced, are really pay per view quality.
2: And they, they were all super short, too, according to the uh, the Wikipedia here. Uh, except for the Hardy match and the Elimination Chamber match, they're all just over seven minutes. Yep. One of them being just less than seven minutes. So, and that's quick for pay-per-view matches.
1: Yeah, you figure.
2: Especially ones that are supposed to be on an extreme like show where <clears throat> weapons are allowed. Yeah. Uh, there's only I don't I don't know I don't remember what the rules were for a Striker's Rules match, but I don't think it, it was it, very uh, extreme.
1: No, it was one of those where because it was his rules, he got to he he got to change them during it and have like things leveled his way, which of course makes him look good when he still loses. Um, you you, you figure if you round up or round down the times, um, the show is barely over an hour long.
2: And for, and, the, and for the poor 90,000 people that bought this show at $60, it uh, probably fell a lot longer than that.
1: Yep, yep. I um, figure our first present to our fans is to lightly review this show so that way you never have to go back and watch it. Do not watch it.
2: So consider this a great uh, Christmas gift. Merry Christmas.
1: to get you a special present this year, and I know from dorming with you and from living with you, you love Star Wars. I, I do love Star Wars. Well, would it surprise you at, back in the 80s, WCCW, the Von Eric Texas promotion, actually had a, or started having a bunch of Star Wars shows?
2: Uh, it makes sense. Uh, Star Wars was a popular uh, movie at the, at this time, and I'm sure uh, copyright laws weren't being followed very uh, <laughs> strictly, so they could call themselves, uh, they could put on a Star Wars show.
1: Especially down in Texas.
2: Yeah. Not a lot of nerds in Texas that watch Star Wars, probably.
1: This one um, we briefly touched on before, but the one I want to let you know about today is the Christmas Star Wars of '82, when the Von Erich and Freebird feud started. I mean, there, there's a couple, there's a couple other matches on the card. There's, you know, midget wrestling. Um, David Von Erich fought twice. And regained one title and won another. Kevin Von Eric beat King Kong Bundy by disqualification to hold on to his championship. There was even a $10,000 on a pole battle royal match, which was won by Ken Mantel, who um, coincidentally, I don't know if it was at this time, was one of the Texas Bookers.
2: He probably needed that $10K.
1: (laughs) He had to pay pay the workers. Uh, But the big part about this is the Kerry Von Erich versus Ric Flair, no disqualification, steel cage match. Now, uh, Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy were ringside for this because at the time, the Von Erichs and the Freebirds were friends. They were partners. Um, Earlier in the night, David Von Erich, the oldest brother, Teamed with the Freebirds to win the inaugural six-man NWA World Tag Team Championship, Texas version, of course. Um, And Michael had actually been voted in to be the special referee of the match. Now, a match between Ric Flair and anyone was sure to draw the house, especially as we've touched on before in these recordings, the Von down in Texas. They were the Beatles of the time. Everyone loved their look. Everyone loved their wrestling. They didn't have a gimmick because they didn't need a gimmick. And Then, as I said, Michael Hayes was the babyface. So, in a way, he wanted Ric Flair to drop that championship. Um, during this match, Michael Hayes called it right down the middle as much as he didn't want to, want to because he wanted his friend to win it. And then the ending of the match commenced. Michael Hayes ended up trying to urge Kerry C- Von Erich to pin Ric Flair after he knocked Ric Flair down. And then as he was telling him to pin him, telling him to do anything to him, that's when Kerry, you know, the good old Texas baby face, refused and I'm not going to pin him. Michael Hayes, was clearly pissed off because how often are you given the chance to defeat Rick Flair, especially in your hometown? Uh, so Michael started to leave. Von Erick's or, yeah, Carrie tried to stop him and then Rick kneed him in the back. But so Michael Hayes tumbled out of the ring. He actually fell on Terry Gordy, who was telling him come on, let's leave. To Terry, this looked like Carrie Von Eric shoved Michael Hayes out of the ring. So Terry Gordy slammed the door on Kerry Von Erich's head. Michael Hayes came back into the ring to do his refereeing job, and he counted Kerry Von Erich's shoulders down. He tried to count it for a three, but he clearly kicked out at two. So David Manning, someone that we saw at that Ric Flair's last match, uh, Ric Flair roast, Oh, yeah. the free, he rejected the Freebirds, and he announced the match was not over. But minutes later, he had no choice but to call for the bell because Kerry Von Erich was unable to continue. It was these circumstances that led the Von Erichs and the Freebirds to fight for about five years, and even some years after that. All because Kerry Von Erich wouldn't take the easy title win. Which in a way, is ironic because the next time that he won the title and the only time he won it, because he was given the spot, his brother died. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know why one easy way of winning it is different than another. But it's between Von Erics and their Texas Pride. All I know is... It doesn't seem like anyone on this night was truly feeling the real spirit of Christmas.
2: That had to be the worst thing that happened to the Von Erics, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That all happened to them. Throughout wrestling, it was common practice to bring in the biggest, baddest guys for your heavyweight champion to beat. Although Hogan did it for years, Cena did it, with people like the great Khali, Snitsky, and Umaga, one of the biggest perpetrators of this was Jerry the King Lawler. Of course, this was Memphis. It's some of the goofiest fucking gimmicks in the world. So, but let let, let me put you into someone's shoes here. Um... Seven foot tall, you're 20 something years old, athletic, decent at wrestling at the moment. Uh, you get a call from Jerry Lawler's son. Hey, we
2: Wait, have I'm an
1: surprised? idea for. Uh, no, 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 oh, no, okay, no. Okay. Another one, oh. a, a, one. One that's not dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's Christmas time, and we want. Make you this monster so that way my dad can beat you. Um, How about we decorate you like a Christmas tree? You know, (laughs) sounds like a great idea. But make you feel even more great to know that the person who was pitched this wasn't just some jobber or some one-off monster. This was Glenn Jacobs.
2: Well, if I know anything about Glenn Jacobs, (laughs) uh, I guess, well, I guess this uh, conditioned him to know how to look like an idiot in public. (laughs) So good. So thank you, uh, Jerry Lawler's son, for giving me good practice this early. (laughs) Look uh... at this picture of uh, him. He looks like a fucking moron.
1: Yep, he is. It's it's all green with some katy cane sleeves, some gold tinsel on. So it clearly looks like a monster. Uh, it's it's funnier because if you watch some of the matches, the tinsel starts falling off.
2: Yeah, I don't want to take anything away. I think I think he said his mom made this costume. <laughs> great way, great work by uh, Mrs. Jacobs here.
1: But uh, yeah, it's this it's... is one of those things where you're just confused why this happened. And you're just, you're kind of happy for Kane to end up where he did considering some of his first gimmicks were like this or the Unabomber or the dentist. Um, stuck around through Christmas in typical Memphis fashion. They didn't really know when to give it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Christmas creature, one of the two Christmas gimmicks, one of two bad Christmas gimmicks. Uh, but the issue is this one: Jerry Lawler still doesn't let Kane live down. Uh, on a holiday edition of Raw, and someone hung ornaments on Kane, Jerry Lawler said that he looked like some sort of Christmas creature. <laughs> so, uh, good thing, good thing Jerry Lawler can laugh about it because, uh, besides the fans, I don't think anyone else is.
2: I, I'm laughing pretty hard at him. I, I kind of want him to come back as it, to be honest.
1: Christmas Creature at a one-off at a Royal Rumble? Yeah. or like Let's do uh, it.
2: I think they already taped SmackDown, but maybe like this, this Friday on SmackDown? On the 23rd? Ah, Christmas Creature? let think,
1: think. Royal Rumble, entrant number 25. That's when Christmas takes place. You oh, Jingle yeah. Bells playing the Christmas Creature could make his WWE debut. I'm hoping he wins. And then we could get the ultimate match at WrestleMania, Christmas versus Thanksgiving, Christmas Creature versus the gobbledygooker. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. As I said, this isn't the only crazy Christmas character. And this isn't the only crazy Christmas character to be portrayed someone who would go on to have greater success as another character.
2: Uh, greater
1: wasn't the word I would use for this
2: individual, but yes. Better than a Christmas creature.
1: Um, this one that I am reference here might be a little more familiar to WWE fans because... He's featured a lot in magazines or videos, especially around the holiday time. Um, we're not sure if it's Santa Claus or X- Santa Claus. I've heard both, but this was a Santa that was purchased by the Million Dollar Man. As you know, what he has a price or everybody has a price. Uh, would it bum you out to know that this wasn't really Santa? What? So this is his evil brother, South Here. Pole Santa. South Pole Santa. Oh. Boo. And what's even better is he was portrayed by none other than Balls Mahoney. No. So this is early in his career. <laughs>
2: but Balls, so was... Balls Mahoney is does remind me of like a like a South Pole kind of guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, this Vince McMahon thought that he had the perfect look and he pulled him from smoky mountain wrestling and it's funny because they asked jim Cornette if you thought the guy would like to portray the character i don't know why you'd say no at this time when they're doing all these silly gimmicks um the story goes he came out and he attacks some or savio vega and then Million Dollar Man's music hit, and that's when he said, as usual, everybody has a price for Million Dollar Man. Um, luckily, unlike The Christmas Creature, this one did not stay around after holidays ended, and kind of disappeared. But just know, for a short time, Million Dollar Man did own a full Santa.
2: So that's how Santa can afford all these presents. He, he, yeah, he sold his brother. He sold his brother Or a <laughs> million-dollar you know, man. His evil yeah, brother. It's a good trade. He's for trafficking. <laughs> well, he's got the sleigh already, you know? <laughs> no one's tracking Santa except for NORAD, you know?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean... I've got to say is if anyone ever questions Christmas or Thanksgiving, I said Thanksgiving Grill only has one gimmick. Christmas has the two.
3: Would you stop rattling that song, bitch? Oh. Oh. What? what? What were you mean? supposed to be? Did Jerry call? No, <laughs> I'm so stupid, what was I thinking? You said <laughs> Hey, well, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I made a little list for you. Ooh. What? Said uh, I said I made a Christmas list. What? I made a Christmas list. What? 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 Shut up! i tell you, this. what is Japanese for saying that he understands everything that I'm saying? <laughs> hey, there's a method to his manners. He's a very smart man. Here's what I got, Santa, Tigeri Claus. Here's the thing. Sorry, you okay? What? Let me get settled in here. Someone got a care and they can take our picture. <laughs> Here's the things I want, Tajiri. Got What? I'll take... <laughs> Let me warm up a little bit. I'll take a case of beer. What? A fifth of Crown roll. What? Another shot at Booker T. What? Some more beer. What? A shot at the Undisputed Championship. What? A brand-new pickup truck. What? More beer. What? A deer rifle. What? And another middle finger. What? So I can flip everybody off. <laughs> if we're gonna drink some beer tonight, <laughs>
1: give me a hell yeah!
3: Hell
1: yeah. WWE movies, all, dating all the way back to the Hulk Hogan era, they've always been chef's kiss. Fantastic. should have all the awards. No negativity, great family films, mom, dad, and the children to sit down and watch. Don't you agree?
2: Yeah, I do agree.
1: I mean, I know that you got to review Mr. Nanny.
2: Unfortunately, that was... uh, Probably one of your greatest moments. I think so, actually. It It didn't feel like torture at all.
1: What if I told you that wasn't the only Pokemon movie from that era? I would say I I can't wait
2: to watch it.
1: What if I told you that this one was called Santa with Muscles? Jesus fucking Christ! Okay, <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> it sounds great. It sounds like it won an Oscar. Or whatever they're uh, called. What do they win? I don't even know. A People's Choice Award? I don't know.
1: If I told you the main plot of this is that he's getting chased by the cops, Poets character, mm-hmm. hides inside of a local mall where he finds a Santa suit. After putting the suit on, he ends up bumping his head and developing a case of amnesia, forgetting who he is entirely. Until he is woken up and convinced that he's the real Santa due to a shortage of mall Santas
2: I Kind of want to watch this movie Logan <laughs> <laughs> If it if it has Hogan's bad acting in it and Hulk Hogan pre- pretending to be Santa
1: this is also one of Mila Kunis' first movies.
2: Really? Uh, she has to be like uh, what? Twelve in
1: this? I think so. Uh, but this isn't the only fun wrestling Santa movie that's available. Other is Santa Slay, stars other former WCW champion slash WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg.
2: You know, I always thought of Bill Goldberg as a great actor, so I'm sure this movie is
1: So I'll just I'll give you the I'll give you the plot for this one too, and you can uh. let me know if it sounds like something you'd watch. So in this, Santa is the evil son of Satan. <laughs> and he is the product of an Immaculate Conception. Okay. Um also oh, he's like through, so Santa's supposed to be like the the like the, the Antichrist, kind okay. of. Okay. Uh, Every Christmas, he goes on a rabid killing spree. And this is stopped when a Christmas angel shows up disguised as an old man, challenges Santa to a game of shuffleboard, and when Santa loses, he is forced to retire to hell for the next thousand years. Uh, So then, after a thousand years, he's back and with a vengeance. (laughs) My favorite part of this is the fact that Goldberg, clearly Jewish, is a killing Santa Claus recently he was voted as the ugliest santa which i mean i'm only assuming it's because he's a horror movie santa it doesn't look bad got an old timey look to him he's got a big old bushy gray beard fun movie um would not watch this one with a whole lot of people wait so does goldberg
2: play himself or does he play santa play santa okay
1: This, this um, yeah. Bad, Logan. It's bad, but in a very good way. Oh, it's not bad in a good way? Movies starring The Miz.
2: Well, he is the most must see WWE
1: superstar of all time. I think only Triple H <sighs> has had worse movies with starring roles than The Miz.
2: Really? Seems, I, I mean, the miss seems to get a lot, of, a lot of them.
1: It's because he's got a look, but the, just because you get a lot of movies doesn't mean you're a good actor. Channing Tatum.
2: Well, hey now, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't sign up to take shots at uh, Channing Tatum. You know he he's in Twenty One Jump Street. That's a
1: good movie. The Miz doesn't only have one bad Christmas movie. He's got two.
2: That's more than hope again.
1: Um. I guess the first one we'll do is Christmas Bounty. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So the main character comes from a family of New Jersey bounty hunters. She is embarrassed about her roots. And she decides to hide everything from her boyfriend. And it's one of those movies where you're trying to hide all sorts of things. Um, you know, your past, haha. There's not a lot of Christmas in this, even though it's called Christmas Bounty. And even though it says it's starring The Miz, he's just the main character's ex-boyfriend. Huh. Um, There's definitely one to skip. This is that era. Do you remember when WWE would put out like two to three movies a year? Yeah. You were like, oh, the Triple H is the chaperone. Okay. Or, wow, Edge is in a movie with Jamie Kennedy. Interesting. This is from that era. They were trying to make movie stars, and they kept failing.
2: Like 13 rounds. Yeah. 12, yeah, Or 12, 12 rounds. T- 12 rounds, two. The Marine, five. Yeah. Every male wrestler got to be the Marine.
1: And, and without, you know, because that, that was kind of a stereotypical description there. You know, trying to hide your past so your boyfriend loves you. his um, little helper. This one actually stars The Miz. Like, he's actually in it for more than a few minutes. He's a superficial businessman that is trying to close down the youth center. Nice. Isn't that just <laughs> scream lifetime movie?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just like a stereotypical like, Christmas villain. Rich man tries to ruin the community during Christmas time. Yeah. Do you, do you see? Do you see what his name is in this movie?
1: Uh, yeah, Dax Hardwick.
2: Dax Hardwood.
1: Yeah, he's the third member of FTR. <laughs> um, and then in this, Santa is trying to find his new ho ho ho, which is the word for executive vice president in this world. Um. Then, this person that is trying to be hired gets sent to Mrs. character's home, and they go through the usual shenanigans until Reese and the love of the main character fall. They fall in love, and their combined powers bring North Pole-inspired goodness to the whole world.
2: Yay! Yay! Christmas. The Miz yeah. saves Christmas.
1: I mean, instead of sitting around the fan, the tree with the family for the Muppet Christmas Carol, Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer, Home Alone, pop one of these four movies in. So whether it's Hulk Hogan, Goldberg. <laughs> For The Miz, these are the movies to watch. Do you know that we've actually met one of Santa's helpers?
2: I, I yeah, I just went. I went down to the, the mall and sat on this guy's lap. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. Oh, Not those. Oh, okay. I'm talking former WWE heavyweight champion and WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley.
2: We did meet Mick Foley. He signed my Pop
1: Funko. Yes, and when he's not at wrestling conventions or making appearances on Twitter, he is portraying Santa Claus. He's one of the helpers to make sure that presents get spread throughout the country and that the spirit of Christmas is still alive. And this is a- this has taken up a lot of mixed life. I mean, between donating, learning the documentary he was in, which is on Netflix, I am Santa Claus. Um, he doesn't half-ass it either. Like when you see him as Santa, you have to do a double take. He and he to-
2: he goes all out. I yeah. I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and he's got his beards dyed white and,
1: and everything Yeah, I mean he clearly loved Christmas his daughter's name is Noel
2: um, <laughs> I didn't even realize that is that why and, she's named that
1: I believe so and he's got a room in his house that's decked out in Santa Clauses and Christmas um He's even appeared on WWE TV at Santa. The one time it was in a special promo where Noel was his elf. Uh, the other was when Alberto Del Rio ran him over in his car. And then Mick Foley, as Santa, helped John Cena win his match with Del Rio by hitting Ricardo Rodriguez with his giant present sack.
2: Oh, yeah. I remember that one. I yeah. I remember watching that one live. It wasn't uh, like... Upwards, Davy going to reveal the secret of Santa. Yeah. Yep. And John Cena had to run down and save Christmas.
1: Well, yeah, because who else to save Christmas than John Cena? He announced Bin Laden was dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but make make fully a Santa. Like I said, this isn't just like a hobby for him. This is almost part of his life. He takes it so seriously. He's got the full suit, the gloves, the red hat. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to convince his wife to buy some reindeer. Uh, this is honestly one of the better things that you hear a retired wrestler has done or is doing. Uh, you hear a lot, you know. See what you know, Ric Flair's saying in the news or Ric Flair of his last match. Paul uh, Hogan. at an opening at the Beach Shop. Uh, just that kind of stuff. So I, I'd, I'd like to applaud Santa Foley, who's officially become another face of Mick. It's when pearl Wrestling Teesh released pins of Mick Foley, you had a Mankind, you had a Cactus Jack, a Dude Love, and then you had a Santa Mick. So, uh, Mick, Noel. Or Huey, Dewey, and Louie. If uh, you're listening to this, Merry Christmas. Have a nice day. Anthony. Christmas time is obviously around us. We're talking about some of the, um, I wouldn't say best. I guess I could just say things that are Christmas related in wrestling. Um, tell me, which one of these matches would you would you want to talk about? Because uh, they they all just sound they sound like classics. They could be up there with the ladder match from WrestleMania 10. You could be up there with the Iron Man match between Sean and Bret Hart. Uh, You just tell me there's a there's a mistletoe on a pole match. There is a boiler room brawl on Christmas. Uh, There was the Jingle Bells match, which was all women. It was their sexiest Santa outfits. (laughs) Uh, Santa Claus match, which was Tajiri Claus versus Bubba Claus. Eggnog match, where Tori Wilson and Stacey Kubler fought an eggnog. Nice. Christmas present on a pole match. <laughs> Good Santa versus Bad Santa. All the many miracle on 34 streets. Another Good Santa versus Bad Santa match, but this one at a tribute to the troops. Then finally, the Christmas Wish Battle Royal, where the winner to make the ultimate wish...
2: Well, I don't disregarding the uh, sexist matches on here. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street fight is obviously, I think, uh, the best come, one of these.
1: It's become <laughs> the standard bearer.
2: Yeah, it's very. Uh, not offensive i'd say i don't know very it's kind of creative the name's creative whoever came up with that
1: it's very creative the thing that i'm not a fan of with these is usually around halloween time we get some sort of halloween match like it's usually trick or street fight um thanksgiving usually has some sort of match and then we get a christmas one they're all the same the ring is surrounded uh for halloween it's jack-o'-lanterns maybe some animatronics Mm-hmm. spooky lighting Thanksgiving you usually at the buffet table with all the food and at Christmas you have you know your giant candy canes your giant presents maybe sometimes a pool full of eggnog <laughs> uh, a table full of food all
2: you know the works why, why, why would they have the girls fighting eggnog <laughs> isn't that sexy no it's isn't not that what you
1: want to see <laughs>
2: Not on Christmas <laughs> hey grandma uh, thanks for coming over on Christmas wanna watch raw I got it on the DVR it's Christmas it's a Christmas episode oh, oh no the, the, the girls uh, are fighting half naked in eggnog <laughs> I'm sorry grandma we can turn it off <laughs> oh my God. no no grandma don't delete it no <laughs> I was going to watch when you left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, these matches are. Uh... And I get why they do it, because everyone, it's literally like John Cena versus Alberto Del Rio, Mark Henry versus Damian Sanda, Randy Orton versus David O'Dunga, Mick Foley versus JBL. So it's a very overface face and a hated baby face. And it's kind of like on the holiday tours where they want the fans to go home happy. But. Uh,
2: Why? Well, at least the good thing to come out of these matches, for better or worse, is that one video of John Cena pulling the steel chair out of the present. Yeah, yeah. At least that's that's an all time classic moment. He went on and saved Christmas that night. Uh, thank God. And they want El Broso del Rio telling the, the massive secret. And, you know, th- and there's always some sort of dumb shit like that right before the match, too.
1: Uh, yep. It's like, fucking... You the most recent one, I think it's getting shown tonight. It might have been the past Monday Night Raw. I think it's tonight. Braun Strowman and Ricochet team up. And... They face, I want to say, the Imperium... In some sort of
2: christmas tree fight uh why you because, know that's because cool. why because they're fucking from england they're uh scrooges is that why? I mean, and I mean, that <laughs> dumbass <laughs> braun strowman is pro santa what the fuck
1: i haven't seen it yet but my guess is because Braun Strowman and Ricochet just look like muscular versions of Bad Santa and that little elf from the movie.
2: Hey, you know, if uh, Braun Strowman comes out dressed like uh, like Santa, he wouldn't look like any less of a dork than he does dressed normally. <laughs> so. At
1: least his red skinny pants will match. <laughs>
2: Fuck, uh, I will not I will not be tuning in to watch that match, unfortunately.
1: Um, Why not?
2: Because it's a uh, Braun Strowman, and if he's yeah. if he's saving Christmas, we're fucked.
1: Yeah, not even Christmas could save a Braun Strowman match. But uh, don't you worry. We have one more Christmas match to talk about, and that's what I'm going to put a big focus on. Oh, no. Let's just say that a former McMahon gets his Christmas wish. <laughs> Earlier, we've talked about Mick Foley as Santa Claus. We've talked about Christmas matches. So, why not for the finale of this mini series, we talk about Mick Foley Santa Claus's biggest moment on WWE TV? This was the November 29th, 2011 holiday edition of SmackDown. There's going to be a battle royal for the winner get a Christmas wish from Santa. The implication kind of was, you know, if you win, you get to pick whatever match, get a title match, you get to beat the shit out of whoever, that kind of thing. This is 2011. Who do you think won the match? Well,
2: you said... The previous one, it was a former McMahon. Yes, I did. Um, well, if, if you use the word former McMahon, there's only one person who became a McMahon and lost the name McMahon.
1: Oh, would and, that and, be? And,
2: and it's not Linda yet. <laughs> uh, so it has to be. Uh, Vince McMahon's illegitimate son, uh, Hornswoggle.
1: Is he now, last?
2: Uh, now did Vince on, did Vince pay hush money to Finlay <laughs> <laughs> to keep him quiet about Hornswoggle? Sounds right. Sounds about right. Anyway, Hornswoggle got his Christmas wish.
1: Yeah, he last eliminated Sheamus. Let that run through your head. Horn <laughs> swoggle. Last eliminated Sheamus. Um Good. he had a Christmas wish. You know, he could've wished for a title shot. He could have asked or wished for real gimmicks or real storylines. <laughs> could have asked for a real ending to the anonymous GM. Um but you know what he you know what he asked for? What do you the ask ability for? to verbally communicate.
2: Hey, that's, that's a good wish. Kinda, and Kind of selfish, but...
1: Yeah. This didn't end up getting him... You think it resulted in a managerial role, if he could talk or whatever. Um, the biggest thing he did with this was he was the special guest ring announcer. Oh, my God. On the following week's SmackDown. After that, it was kind of forgot about. That's how he got the ability to talk. Um, and that was about it. I mean, Hornstrogler really didn't talk after that. For one night, he was the focus of Mrs. Foley's Christmas baby boy. <laughs> and he got the ability to talk, which was good because later in 2015, he had to talk himself out of his wellness policy violation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So, so this does this mean that uh Mick Foley has the power of Santa yeah because he's one of his helpers uh, could, well could, like what's like how's it work though can he only do it on Christmas or like while he's in the suit or can he use it year round like could he come back and use Christmas magic to defeat opponents and win and beat Roman or something like that you know?
1: Use, use Christmas magic and make Braun Strowman an entertaining wrestler?
2: <laughs> I don't think there's no Christmas magic for that one, buddy. <laughs> oh,
1: God. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I thought of it. This is one of those Christmas moments that isn't usually talked about as a Christmas moment. I remember it in the back of my head happening, and every so often I have to check to make sure it was real. <laughs> It's like a fever and, dream.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, like, was that real or was that like part of the like WWE video game?
1: Yeah, uh, but it happened. Um, and like I said, it was clearly put to good use because after this, uh, Haley didn't do shit until the Wheel of C match, which was three years later, and then he would just make random appearances where backstage or he's in the greatest Royal Rumble or he's in the women's Royal Rumble match none of those he talked so I mean like I said clearly being able to talk was put into long term storytelling
2: <laughs> maybe maybe he only has so many words he can say before he loses it again
1: <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's saving a bunch of those for please give me my job back Zack Ryder isn't paying well
2: Please, please sell me more. No, I'm no, not going to finish that sentence. Uh, it's a little mean. But, uh, one of us failed the wellness policy, and it wasn't moi. Yeah. wasn't you. Merry Christmas, Hornswoggle. Wherever you Merry are. Merry
1: Christmas, Hornswoggle. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone listening to all these little little Christmas episodes. to be fun to do something a little different. I mean,. For every Thanksgiving, WWE manages to talk about the Gooker, and TNA talks about their turkey bowl matches, which if you do to know what those are, go back and watch them. The loser ends up having to wear a turkey suit. Um, you never hear about Christmas matches. The closest you get in wrestling now is AEW having Winter is Coming, which isn't technically Christmas, but with the snow, I get the Christmas feel. Um... Just thought it'd be nice to, you know, combine our podcast with the season.
2: So happy, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, sure. We hope your Christmas is filled with wrestling presents. I hope you all get a, a new, I don't know, what were the kids get today? Uh,
1: the Fortnite, they get those,
2: Fortnite Battle Pass? Or, or that? Or they get...
1: Google Play cards so that way they can buy the trading cards for the WWE game, the video game.
2: Oh, that's still a thing. So yep. I, I hope you get that. Maybe, maybe like a.
1: Maybe, maybe a Sami Zayn like,
2: signature? Or a, a, an elite figure or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're only like 30, 40 bucks now. I mean, no wonder they're not flying off the shelves except to old men who are flipping them for money. To each other. Yeah. But uh, yeah. as Anthony said, Merry Christmas, thanks for helping us with the growth on our podcast of our socials, and uh, we hope to see not only the same amount of growth, but I'd like to see double the growth out next year. This is the first year, I think, where we've had podcasts from getting to end throughout the full year. Yep. No so That's breaks. a pretty big, uh, yeah, that's a pretty big uh, accomplishment. Especially because we did about three every month, so sometimes we didn't we didn't space them out. Sometimes we record them till two, three in the morning. All for you. All for you. I'll do it again. Keep watching our socials. Keep listening to the podcast, and when we get them posted, keep watching those YouTube vids. The only present we need is likes, comments, and subscriptions.